Hi, it's Clint and Lyndon. Welcome to Shove It Up Your Arwen. As always, our opinions are our own and should be taken with a pinch of salt. At the sound of the Arwen cow, enjoy the episode. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the end. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we started the wrong way around. Uh, welcome to uh, Shove It Up Your Arwen. I am one of your hosts, Clinton. You can find me on Instagram at Clinty Sky Guy. You did it. I Finally. fucking did it. You did I it. Fucking did hey. it. Yay. She knows who she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and sh- peace be with you and sh- with your spirit. I'm Lyndon. You can find me on Instagram at Pilgrim in the Mist. We're not even rehearsing it or anything, and you just come out with it. Yeah. Because you're just brilliant. Well, you know. There's a piece of you somewhere that's not real, isn't there? Most of most of me. <laughs> Fortunately, just imaginary. Yeah. Completely made up. Yeah. 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 Um, today we're talking about um, accountability. Accountability. I know, right? Let's unpack that bastard. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Ah, it's a spider. That little bit of bean that's wobbling around outside of your. Window. In window is a spider. I've been staring at that for fucking hours now, wondering what the fuck it is. And it's a spider. It is. Anyway, it looks like a wee bean. It's all... wriggled and wiggled <laughs> and tickled inside her. Maybe you'll die. Um, you'll be dead soon. So, um, yeah, we're talking about accountability. Have you got a magical moment? I do. You do? Shall I go first? Yes. Because you went first last time. I don't, I don't have a magical moment. I have a bit of a magical moan, I think. Do it. Do it. Um, because... Um, I do go to public events and public rituals. You do. It has been known. It has been known. And um, I have a little bit of beef with people doing things in public and outdoors without understanding the mechanics of it in pagan circles. Like sodomy. Yeah. But it's one of the things you shouldn't do in public especially if you don't understand the mechanics you can get messy you can get sloppy bottom and that's never good no. No. so there's kind of a thing whereby if you don't know how to project your voice no like one's Gandalf like Gandalf on the mountain then no one's going to hear what you're saying you need to know your material so that you can look at them when you're saying it because if you're not looking at them and you're looking down, your voice is quieter. It just it just bugs me. Yes. And so we it was at a public event and no one could hear anything that was happening. Because it was just like, <laughs> And it was just like from behind a book, a muffled voice. And I was like, oh, and it really bothered me because um, I think this touches, touches a little bit on accountability because it's it's paganism screaming that it wants to be considered valid <laughs> it's difficult isn't it public speaking is never easy and unless you're no. adept at it yes you probably shouldn't take a leading role no By all means participate yes and work your way in gently but to go if you're not comfortable with it and you're struggling to read etc mm-hmm. etc and this is not a targeted no. this is not targeted at any individual specifically um because I've witnessed it in lots and lots of places mm-hmm. all over the place that, you know, it's, if you're used to doing it in a living room with 20 people, 
you can't do it in a field with 400 because living rooms have walls fields don't which means sound reverberates and i can speak in a you know it's the same as the amphitheater in rome like somebody can speak on a certain point and every person will hear them because the acoustics of the place are built to do that there's no acoustics in a field you have to shout to be heard i think as well if you're not facing the people behind you they can't hear what you're saying. Yeah. Well, yeah, because like your voice travels forward in yeah. the direction you're projecting it. And if it's important instructions, but also I think people <laughs> need to need to understand that it's it's it isn't for everyone. You may be a leader, you may have the ability to do that, but the frequency of different people's voices, some people's voices carry, some people don't, don't. carry. Yeah, my yeah, dad, sometimes. his voice carries. He's useless mm-hmm. at gossip. Whenever he's like tried to talk shit about someone with me, and they're like three tables away. Everyone in the fucking restaurant can hear what he says because his voice carries. So I'm like, shut up. <laughs> My voice gets lost in a crowd quite easily. Mm. It's just one of those, it's on that certain wavelength, whatever. It gay. Just, it, yeah, just gay. <laughs> um, it doesn't carry. So no. if there's more than one person speaking, I don't bother because it will just get mushed up and no one can hear what I say. Yeah, I think there's something <clears throat> to be said about when you go somewhere and I think this might be my magical moment rather than magical moan. And when you have someone who, <clears throat> because the words sometimes aren't even that important. And nine times out of 10, it's the delivery of said words that makes them have gravity. And I think if you're in a situation where I think my favorite thing ever was being at a circle in someone's living room and somebody did the charge of the goddess, right? And she did it, and she didn't skip a beat. She just, she hit every pause at the right time. She didn't just drone it out. She hit every pause at the right time. She projected her voice. She went quiet when it needed to be quiet. She went loud when it needed to be loud. When the statement was was affirming, she was affirming. When the statement was soft, she was soft. And um, it made me bawl, actually made me bawl. And... I cried my eyes out and um, it wasn't anything other than the fact that it just came out right. And you've got to know how to do it. It's like anything, isn't it? If you have someone who really knows how to read poetry, it's beautiful. But if you yeah. just clang it out, it's just words. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think bring back the, is it the megaphone? The big tube thing? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Bring back a megaphone. Bring back the megaphone. And as well, it's important to recognise, which, I mean, I'm going to call call Pagans out on this. It's one thing to say you're in touch with nature, but are you actually paying attention to which way the wind is blowing? Because that has a massive degree of effect on your voice. Yeah. If you're speaking into the wind and you're not projecting, you're definitely fighting a losing battle. Yeah. Because no one will hear you. Nope. Nope. That's it. So that's your magical moment. That's my magical moment. <clears throat> so I don't really have a magical moment because not a lot. I've not done a lot. Well, aren't you just fucking useless? I'm useless. Utterly useless. My my lantern on my shrine has run out of gas, so I can't light it. Oh, so I haven't been able to do my devotions. and literally you're out of gas. Oh, shut up. <laughs> and I've not been able to fill it up, so mm. I need to fill that back up so you I can do my devotions every day. Yes, a little bit. You know what would fill that up? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> ah, Jesus. 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 
So yeah, I apologise. I'm having a bit of a magical moment. It's just, it just. Hey, let it all out, love. Leaves to be desired. Leaves much to be let desired. Let it all out. So what's your magical moment? Express yourself. Follow your bliss. You wouldn't like it. Um, what, if you expressed yourself? Yeah. Like milk. Yeah. From your tits. <laughs> um, Go on. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're making easy tits. You can make potato salad. <laughs> what, with my tit mayo? Yeah. <laughs> A bit of jizzus. Some gherkins. Yeah. Some... Put your glasses on without poking your eyes. Come on. There we go. So mine is we've well we've just had um <clears throat> we've just had Epiphany. 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 Lovely. Yeah, it was lovely. <clears throat> and um <laughs> so mine is a little bit of a moon as well, actually. Um <laughs> because I'm starting the year. Well, so uh last year. I went and I got chalk blessed by the lovely Father Andrew. Oh, yeah. Oh! Beautiful Father Andrew, because there is, there's an old Catholic charm. It's done more in, you see, it's commonplace in a lot of Europe. Over here, we've forgotten it. Yeah, folk, folk Catholicism is more commonplace in Europe anyway. Mm, agreed. Um, anyway. So last year I brought chalk in and I gave it to Father Andrew and I said, can you bless it? And he said, you know, you're the only person that's got me to bless chalk in mm. a long time. And I was like, oh, all the feels. Mm. Best Catholic ever. Yes. All right. All right. We won't go that far. Even though I wasn't actually a Catholic at that point because I hadn't been confirmed. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> so uh, got chalk blessed. Lovely, lovely. And then... Um, uh, Cut to this year, and I've mentioned it. I mentioned it a couple of times to Father Daniel. Yeah. Lo and behold, letter comes out to heading towards this epiphany, and they're encouraging people to get chalk blessed. Lovely. I'm taking full credit. Okay. Um, you should. I did. I will. Um, I mentioned it. To, uh, I did say to Daniel, I was like, "Where? Who started that?" And he said, "Well, well, I mentioned it to uh, to Father Simon, who's the new dean of the cathedral, and uh, and we kind of just got it going." And I thought, "Well, you only did that because I mentioned it to you." Mm-hmm. So I am taking full credit. credit. Anyway, um, so that happened. Uh, done badly. Oh no! Really? Yeah. Well, there was no, it was in the letter, there was no explanation as to why or what. It was a Father Shelvin Mass. I have my issues with Father Shelvin anyway. Um, and then we got to got to the end, and there was a basket there, and I thought, that's a basket full of chalk. I brought my own chalk in. I brought the same chalk that Father Andrew had blessed. Um, and I was going to get Father Daniel to bless it um, again. <clears throat> so I had my own chalk. I thought, right, I've got that. That's fine. Uh, and I saw this basket and I thought, that's a basket full of chalk. And they had um, like an asperger and a little silver bucket full of holy water. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they don't call it a bucket, but whatever. Um, so that was there. And uh, so he did, went through the whole mass and then he did this really shit explanation of, now I'm going to bless some chalk because on the night of Epiphany you use the chalk and you can bless your home. And so then he said a prayer whilst reading from a sheet of paper. <clears throat> so it was real, you know, prayer, prayer, prayer. Dib dab dib dab dib dab with holy water, and then that was it. And then he just laid it down in front of the altar and was like, "Please come and take some chalk." 
no explanation as to what to do and how to do it. The instructions are in the newsletter, but unless you take that and it, unless it's explained to you, you're not going to do it. Oh, did he not tell anybody it was <coughs> in the newsletter? No. Oh, well, that's not very good. Um, and he didn't explain why the history of it. If Father Daniel had done the mass, he would have gone into the history because he's a massive nerd. He would have gone into the history, the why, the where, the where it came from. It would have been great. Um, but Father Shabman didn't. So there was no explanation. And all I heard, I mean, people went and they picked up chalk, but they had no fucking idea what to do with it. And as I left, I heard loads of people going, what, what do we do with this chalk? I don't know what to do. And then the, the organ woman, organist, the organ woman, she came down and she spoke to Father Shabman and she said... Um, Oh, I'm really sorry because she started to play just before he was about to talk about the chalk because she didn't even know. Excuse me, Ooh, that was lunch. <laughs> um, she didn't even know he was going to talk about it, and she mm. had no idea what it was. So she came down and she said, "Oh, I'm really sorry. I started to play just before you spoke. I had no idea you were going to do that." She says, "What is this chalk thing anyway? Did you know about it? I've never heard of it." And I thought, "No, I bet you don't." And he was just—it was just one of those things where I thought, "You've got this beautiful piece of, for all intents and purposes." folk magic that the church <clears throat> recognises that is done all across all most places of Europe and yet no one here knows about it and you've got this wonderful chance you finally brought it back and there's just you're not you haven't bothered to educate anybody about it no it was just really shit anyway so I came home and I didn't get my chalk blessed by Father Daniel because I couldn't find him and I thought I'm not having Father Shelburne bloody do it because useless I'm sorry, but useless. Mm. So um, I couldn't find Father Daniel. But then as I was leaving, I thought, do you know what? I don't need him to bless it because it's already blessed. Yeah, it is already blessed. From what needs day. to be redone is not the chalk blessing itself, but the um, the inscription that you do to protect your home yeah. for the year, the house blessing. So I came home and I redid that. And then I did it at work as well because work has suffered quite a lot of bad things recently. So I thought, well, I do, I do want to do that. So I did that. So yeah, Fair. that's my magical moment. Oh. Epiphany. Epiphany. Lovely. Epiphany. And what is Epiphany? Talk. Epiphany. Celebration of the three wise... Well, the three wise men, in air quotes. The wise men. The wise men. The, the wise men. The magi. Ah, oh, fab. And the, the gold frankincense... Cast the Melchior and Balthazar. The gold frankincense and... Myrtle. Yes, myrtle. Yeah. Screaming myrtle. Them. Them. And the celebration of... But the... We don't acknowledge it, of course... Of um, divination through astrology. Oh, of course, because of course they only knew about it because of the star. Yes, which I saw a video about that uh, from a priest, which I thought was really informative. Um, uh, there was a video of this guy pointing. There's like the moon, and then he's pointing, and there's like a bright object in the sky, and he's like, "You see that?" And it would have been around the same t the same time. I mean, obviously, astrologically, we've shifted. The stars have shifted. Everything's moved. Yeah, everything's from moved. The sky is slightly different. But <clears throat> he pointed. He was like, you "See that?" He's like, "That's the <clears throat> that's the star that guided the wise men." And then it cuts to this woman going, being all judgy and dismissive, going, "Uh, that's that's Jupiter. You realise that's Jupiter." Um, and then it cuts to this priest who gives a lovely explanation and he says, um, she's right, but technically so is he. And he says, like, if we look at where these people came from, like the wise men came from the east, so we can assume they're Babylonians. <clears throat> Father Shalbin did a good job of trying to convince everyone that they were they were priests. Oh, for goodness sake. They're magi! <laughs> Called magi! Anyway, so he said, uh, this priest in this video said they would have come from Babylon. Well, we know the Babylonians um, were... Zoroastrians. Yes. Um, so 
uh, yeah, so they would have been magis, whatever. Um, he's like, but what we know about them and their culture back then is that um, they used the stars uh, for signs, and Jupiter was a prominent sign for them, especially a significant uh, indicator of kingship. He's like, so the fact that it, it always was, has been, that's, yeah. That's... So the fact that they're looking at Jupiter and seeing it as a star, and to them they call stars aster, mm-hmm. and moving stars were aster planetes, which is where we get the name planets. Yeah. So they're moving stars that are used for divination. He's like, so the fact that you've got this Aster Planetes that's signifying kingship, and that's the one they followed to find Jesus. And why wouldn't they follow it? It's one of the ones that moves. Yeah. So he's like, so they're both technically right. And it's why they can be stationary, because they then go retrograde, which means they change direction. So they stop, and then they go backwards. So I thought that was a, it was a really good, like, informative video, and I thought that's yeah. actually, I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Informative. Amazing. 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 Oh. Right, accountability. <laughs> <sighs> um yeah, accountability. So I what? Get off. Um that is ow. <laughs> Get off me with your witch fingers. Sorry. Um Padre Pio hands. Um I can't help it. I'm dead. You're dead. You're dead inside. Um so accountability. So I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a strong relationship with accountability. Do you? Yeah. It's one of the values that we use at work. Okay. So our values are compassion, accountability, respect, and equality. Hmm. And uh, it spells the word care. And the company motto <laughs> really is care. Really hoped you were going to say, the, I know the words don't spell it, but in my head, when you said it, it spells my brain, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish it did. I really, really, really wish it did. Um, I really want to do um, character, uniqueness, nerve and talent at the company conference. But I know full well someone will stop me. Um, So I'm not going to do it. However, um, yeah, accountability is a massive thing at work. Absolutely huge. Because, of course, we were redoing our values, which were like seven before... Um, and trying to come up with this culture and thing and this motto sort of thing to make it easier to understand and dare to care works. Um, at the same time that Oxfam got caught out for, whilst they were helping people in Asia, the bigwigs were hiring prostitutes. And, um, you know, and then down the road were Oxfam people trying to help the prostitutes on the streets whilst their bosses were shagging them in the hotel at the road. And it was just like, oh, shit. So there was all this going on with Oxfam. Something else had happened with British Heart Foundation. And, like, everybody at TSA, uh, at SATCOL, where I work, Salvation Army, were going, shit. Shit. I mean, they've got... There is nothing. There is no big scandal. Um, They're a bit dicky every now and again, but no more than any other company. Um, But there's nothing like that. And they were just looking at it going, Wow. We we really need to get this thing nailed. So it, it's been a huge part of my work life. But it's also, if I go through the values, I think it's one of the, the virtues in... Um, no, it's not accountability. It's um, it's a few other things that, that ask you to be kind of accountable. So it's like piety, wisdom... Um, piety, wisdom and vision in ADF. Then it's um, courage... Integrity and perseverance. So integrity is like accountability. 
and then you've got uh, moderation, fertility, and um, hospitality. So accountability is kind of in there through perseverance, you know, and integrity, and you know, you've got to be accountable. So accountability is like really, really important. So it makes you mind your words every now and again. And I think like the podcast is a good thing because we come out with it, don't we? Yeah. On this podcast, we don't mince our words. You get what you get. This is what you get like every day of the week as well. Nothing changes. Like if anybody listening now was to meet us, this is this is what you would get. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. A little <clears throat> undiluted completely because they just don't get to see the faces we pull. Yeah. And the very actions, true. which just makes it more intense. So very true. Like, but like I mean, even so even with the podcast, if we if we look at it and we look at ourselves as having a platform and a voice, <clears throat> we do make a point at the beginning of every episode to say that these are our opinions. Yes. Um, they're by all means <clears throat> not our opinions. They shouldn't you know. reflect anything else. They're how we feel in the moment. And opinions can change. And they have done. And if anybody's done. like a long term listener, they will know that what we talked about over a year ago, you weren't even fucking Catholic. No. So, you know, things change, our opinions change, but also like if people have an issue with what we say, you know, we we don't want to offend anybody and I'm always open to be held to account of what I say. Mm. You know. Yeah, happily. Words have impact. And I think as a creator, I'm not going to call myself an influencer because that's just disgusting. <laughs> a but... great creator. What? Like God. Oh. 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 oh I'm going to label you a heretic. <laughs> um <clears throat> Oh, oh, oh! All the heresy. Oh, the heresy! It leaves such um, a good taste in one's mouth. Delicious. <laughs> um, but yeah, like as a creator, as a content creator, that you know, people listen to. Some people listen to our stuff. We're out there. Somebody listens. Someone listens. Someone somewhere listens. <clears throat> you know, we have to take Daddy Ben listens. We have if Daddy no Ben. Else. We have to take accountability <laughs> for what we say and how it's put across and realise that some of the shit that we say will influence people, which is why it's important to say, you know, to point out and put across that these are our opinions. And where am I going with this? They're not important. They're not important. But, but again, like, we're being accountable. Yeah. By saying right at the beginning, like, please don't take us too seriously. Um, and I think even in our, in our conversations, there have been times where, like, I've said something and you've held me to account for it. You've corrected me when I've said something wrong. Yeah, and you've done the same to me. Yeah, absolutely. And Cunt. I accept that completely. Yeah. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> and that's, that's a good thing, I think, because, um, like, we've had this conversation before, like, being Catholic, being pagan, if... And I, I find it at work, specifically at work, is that, you know... I'm probably going to reference work a lot because, you know, they're all members of the Salvation Army Mm -hmm. who have family in the Salvation Army, who their friends are in the Salvation Army. And then they go to work and we sell to the whole of the UK. And it's like they they live in this bubble where they just don't, don't understand. I remember seeing and I talk about it a lot at work because it reiterates the point when they're they're releasing things and I'm like, that doesn't look right. You need to kind of step back and look at it with a, just turn your filter off and look at it with a dirty mind for two seconds, because then you might figure it out, you know, be stop being so pious and realize that we're in the real world where not everyone's salvationist. 
and you know you have to be accountable for what you're putting out there and what you're putting out there is not what you think it is because you live in this bubble that sees everything one way yeah. and um the, a great example is i saw a church with three banners and it was worship truth and faith all in capital letters the first letters are wtf yeah and of course it's they're three banners from top to bottom and we read from left to right so the first thing you see when you see these three banners is a wtf before you then realize the words are facing that way and you read from top to bottom so everyone sees what the fuck outside of a church and it's like no one thought about it because they all live inside this tight little bubble that yeah that all they see is worship truth and faith that's great that's amazing da, da, da. no one sees outside of that bubble and you, i think you can find the same in in catholic circles i think you can find the same in pagan circles i mean <clears throat> in pagan circles you can find yourself being and in gay gay circles in the queer community there are people who are just like they assume because they're part of that community that they're really inclusive and diverse yeah except for those people and it's like you know pagans are terrible for it they'll be like yeah we accept all religions we accept all things except christians you know and and you've been at the brunt of this at the other end of this I was talking to liz about it this morning she's been at the other end of this and it's wrong yeah it's really wrong <clears throat> you can't experience every other religion and be really really open and inclusive about it and then damn christianity what because of some failing in the past and i'm not being funny but i can probably point out if you look close enough that there are lots of examples of um genocide uh war hatred from all sorts of religions not just christianity yeah it's weird we're part of the western world where that is highlighted because we live in a christian sort of like christian westernized sort of society so it's the one we have the most exposure to we stand our country we stand as tribute to it because it was the saxons and everything that invaded us and brought their conquered the the christian side brought back their pagan side i mean it changed depending on which king sat on the throne but <clears throat> they the when the quote unquote Vikings came oh, yeah, before yeah. that you know um, they enslaved people they did all sorts and yet nowadays it's like I'm I'm a North pagan I'm a North pagan yeah and, that, and they had slavery and they had slavery and they murdered people and whatever it influenced our culture it's part of it but every every religion every faith every whatever has been tied to a culture that has caused no amount of damage yeah exactly to another civilization at some point and the thing is in this day and age like in in the now you need to hold yourself accountable to your words so for example i would never ever yes i would i'd say it all the time because i'm a cunt but like like as uh, as your friend i can kind of get away with it but i would never seriously hold you to account for the things that happened in the catholic church hundreds of years ago or subject you to um any level of bigotry or or abuse just because I was like, well, you deserve it because you're Catholics and the Catholics do horrible things. Mm. No, 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 no. People have done horrible things. However, you are just a person experiencing faith through this lens. Yeah. And that's it. That doesn't tarnish you. That doesn't make you anything. And I can't treat that as wrong if I want to be considered 
if I want people to be nice about what I believe and hold my beliefs with respect, then, you know, I need to be accountable for how I hold other people's beliefs with respect. Yeah. Well, I had, I had a recent interaction uh, with someone online. Tant! And um, that's what their <clears throat> name shall be. Yeah, that's quite. We shall call them cunt. <laughs> um, so I had a recent interaction, and they've been, <clears throat> they've been. I've followed them for quite a long time. I've enjoyed their content, um, but recently, and I think it's, I think it's more to do with the fact that there's a lot of people within their group now that identify as <sighs> Catholic witches. Gross. I'm a Catholic witch. It's just a bit weird. I'm a Catholic witch. Yeah. So because there's a lot of that going on at the moment, um, their posts have changed recently to talk more about Christianity, but more in a kind of a condemning, twisted kind of way. And I don't, I don't mind so much a person expressing their views on that kind of thing. What bugs me is when the information is wrong. <clears throat> and if you're if you're judging a religion, if you're having a go at people for having a belief structure, but the information you have is twisted and wrong, mm. and you're not particularly that well versed in that faith, you're just going off of a little bit of past experience from a a. a... So their experience was um, Southern Baptist. Well, they're all hellfire and damnation. Yeah. That's a very twisted, fucked up version of the true message, unfortunately. Yeah. <clears throat> so if, you're, if your whole experience is from a twisted, skewed version of the truth, and then just your own thought process and conjecture on top, mm. any information you put out is going to be wrong. I have an issue with that. I think if you're going to have a pop at something, you should educate yourself. I would mm. never, like, during this, so as an example for just for myself, so with this whole kind of Palestine-Israel conflict that's going on at the moment. Oh, yeah. Obviously, like, I'm aware Israel is in the wrong um, and Palestine are the victims. It doesn't mean, doesn't excuse deaths on both sides. No. There's a lot more nuance there. There's a lot mm -hmm. more going on. And there's, like, hundreds of years of conflict. I am not educated enough to sit here and give a speech on what I think. Yes. I may have my opinions, but those are my opinions based on the limited knowledge I have. I'm not going to then put that out there for other people because I'm not educated enough. And I'm, no. I accept the fact that I'm stupid in that way. Yeah. I'm ignorant. <clears throat> so anyway, so I had this interaction with this person who put loads of posts. They'd done a post on the Dark Mary. Which is stupid. Stupid. It's just stupid. Even in the beginning of Hail Mary full of grace. Like, she's full of grace. And whether you look at it from a Roman Catholic point of view of... God made her perfect to be the perfect vessel to house Jesus or the orthodox view, which is that she was just born as a normal human being. Orthodoxy uh, is different to Roman Catholic. They don't believe in original sin. They don't think. That, oh, OK. They don't think that a person is tarnished with the sins of Adam and Eve. Yeah. Um, they view original sin as a concept of we're all um, flawed. Yeah, we're yeah. all capable of capable committing of, sin, yeah. but we're not born corrupt. So in the Orthodox Church, they don't have purgatory. They don't believe babies that are unbaptized go to hell. Babies are pure. Mm. So babies just go to heaven. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> so there's a slight ver variation there. So Mary to them, being full of grace, she was a pure human in the way that she lived. She exemplified everything that was just and pure, and that made her a perfect vessel for mm. God to come onto earth. Yeah, so slight difference. Um 
So, but yeah, even even in the thing, Hail Mary for grace, she's full of grace. Even when her son died, she understood the concept of who God was and what she was and who he was, and she knew that he would rise again in three days. And I mean, she knew it's about sad. it before it happened. Yeah, it's sad and it's horrible, and she would have felt pain, but she would have harboured no heart, hatred in her heart because she understood what was happening and what was going on and what would happen afterwards. Yeah. So to suggest that there's this kind of dark void, whatever, is just, it was ridiculous. And I read it and I thought, mm, that's not right. And then there was a post about, um, I'm I'm not a Christian, but if I was, I would love to sit aside and all the and watch him smite all you people who claim to be Christians, blah blah blah. So I just sent them a nice message and I said, like, that's not Jesus, babe. Like Jesus is all about forgiveness and kindness and turning the other cheek and loving your enemy and all that kind of stuff. They're not going to smite. And then we went into this whole thing of them quoting Old Testament stuff and me trying to explain it and whatever. And it kind of rounded up with them just saying like they've got no interest in scripture or. <clears throat> or um, the mysteries or any bit, and they're the wrong person to talk to about this kind of stuff. And it was like, right, okay, so you've admitted to your ignorance. Mm. Kindly stop. Yeah. The wordage I used was they're too ignorant to talk about Christianity. And while that may seem harsh, they are, and they've effectively admitted it. If someone were to turn around to me and say, I'm too ignorant to talk about a certain subject, I take that as, okay, harsh to hear but i take it as a challenge upon myself it's to not, learn but i think i think it's the, an invitation i think to the learn. thing here is that you're not calling that person ignorant you're no. stating that they're ignorant on the topic of discussion absolutely which doesn't mean that they're that that's not a slight it's, it's the meaning of the word is that you yeah. don't actually have enough information to comment absolutely that's why person... i didn't vote for or against brexit because i was just like i don't know this is it. I don't know which one is the right decision, so I will abstain. And people could argue that that was the wrong thing to do, but I could have voted either way and it would have been wrong because I didn't know which one yeah. was right, so I abstained, you know. And, um, yeah, and but you made a choice with your vote. With my vote, yeah. And that's for me, yeah. you know. And I think what, what's happened here is you were trying to hold this person accountable for the things that they were Absolutely. saying. As an influencer with a certain amount of followers, you have to concede that, I mean, as much as you look at some of their posts and they say things like, you know, I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. These are my thoughts, blah, blah, blah. If you don't like it, whatever. But as an influencer with a certain amount of vote, um, vote with a certain <laughs> amount of followers, um, with podcasts and you're in, you're, you've got published work and you, you write for um, articles and things like that, you know, your voice is out there. Your voice carries meaning. Yeah. You can't keep falling back on, well, I'm blasphemous, I like committing heresy, that's all part of my my shtick. If the level of your understanding of the thing you're trying to be blasphemous about is non-existent or very shallow, your blasphemy is just as shallow. Surely you want to add some depth to it. Yeah, it's... it's... And the problem is, is when you try and hold these people accountable, they, they don't like it. They thrash, they reject it. And then with cancel culture, that's all that happens. You just get cancelled and then there's no growth. Yeah. And that's like, uh, that's just daft. It's, it's, oh, oh, it's just stupid. I there's a really cool bit in uh, Dune. You know the film Dune, Dune, Dune. Uh, the new version of the film where that hunter seeker goes to kill Paul. Oh yeah, and uh, they find the guy stashed away in the war, the assassin stashed away in the wars, and um, the the court advisor or whatever he's doing says, um, "I'm so sorry, I'm so so sorry. Um, we should have found them. They've been hiding in the walls for weeks whilst we were setting up. Um, you have my resignation and." Um, 
I hold myself accountable. You have my resignation. And he was like, if you want to hold yourself accountable, you will not resign. You will make up for it by finding out what we can do. Yeah. And I was like, that's how you find yourself accountable is you make up for your fucking errors and you admit when you've made an error and you go, right, well, I need to do something better. The thing is to, to blatantly, um, if, if somebody is challenging your perception of something, that's not an opportunity for you to rebuke them or then like fight them. That's an opportunity for you to listen. And we get, even I've had really dodgy messages from people going, you said this and um, I don't believe you're right. And my answer has been, okay. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Why? And they've gone, because such and such. And I'm like, okay, thanks. And that's it. Like, whether that was somebody genuinely having a valid reason to question me or whether that was just somebody... Um, arguing for the sake of argument um, it was still said to me so it still had gravity and I still thought about it and as it turns out it was somebody just being a bit of a knob but um, you know they were they were holding me accountable for what I'd said and that's the point you know it doesn't matter what the interaction is you're being held accountable because somebody has taken what you have said and they're coming back to you with their opinion that's holding you accountable. You need to back up your words. Absolutely. If you can't back up your words, don't say them. Or say them with a caveat. Yeah. And admit, like, what I'm saying is only so much, you know. I mean, when I talk about Druidry, I talk about Druidry from a point of practice, not a point of, of academia, not a point of, of knowing. When we talked about... Um, uh, Heather said she struggled with our spiritual bypassing episode, the spirit, uh, toxic positivity. The oh, to- yeah. yeah, she said she struggled with that one because the way that I come across is very authoritative, like I know what I'm talking about. That's just the way I talk. Um, she's since gotten through it and she's just like, yeah, fine. And we've talked about the things that she disagreed with. And my argument at the time was, yeah, but these episodes are 50 minutes long. <laughs> I can't get everything into it. Yeah. that I would like to, if this was a drawn-out conversation over a glass of wine, we could talk about it for hours. But the bottom line is, you need to just, if you can't get therapy, avoid doing, you know, and that's my opinion on, for, for example, and if she's listening to this one, she's going to cringe, things like shadow work really bothers me that what can effectively be really, really powerful stuff gets flogged and yeah. sold out to people <clears throat> as really, really simple, straightforward and easy. And the problem is that it isn't. Mm. And if you do it wrong, you can make your mental health worse yeah. with no one there to help you through it. Well, and that person who sold you that idea is not accountable for what they've sold you. This is the problem when things because become it's gone out too the mainstream window. because shadow work was always something that ceremonial magicians did, but it was done... With a psychologist, it was Jungian psychology done under a professional um, setting. Yeah, because it's intense, it's hard, and you need a guide. Versus when it became everything became mainstream and shadow work became very popular. Yeah, um, people would just flog it left, right, and centre, and people would just take it and do it at home by themselves, and then wonder why either they they fall apart and turn into a complete mess, or it doesn't work properly. And it's like, well, yeah, and we have a different culture. Um, 
we have a different culture from it gets talked about a lot i've noticed in the states yes compared to over here in the uk uh, i don't know anybody with a therapist in the uk no i don't know anyone at all with a therapist in the uk no i don't either nearly everyone i speak to in the states has a therapist <laughs> but you see a lot of people it's a completely different culture a lot of people in america are also on um medication for their their mental health as well Everyone's yeah, which, on fucking Xanax or something or other. Yeah, which is very different here. <clears throat> so you get this message from the States. Well, do you know that's... what, actually, saying that, it's odd. I spoke to you, I was talking ages ago, I had a colleague, ages ago, a couple of years, I had a colleague, she's since left our work now, but I didn't know, I mean, I've known her for quite a few years, I didn't know she was on antidepressants. Mm. She'd been on them since she was a kid. And they Crazy. can't, they didn't take her off them now because oh, she's relied on them yeah. so long. If they took her off, she'd completely destabilise. I mean, yeah. she doesn't seem like she's got any issues. She was just going through puberty and it was the time when doctors were just handing things out like sweets. Yeah. And they put they tried when They tried when I was 17. Yeah. Tried to put me on antidepressants. And then I looked at the side effects and I was just like, mm, not taking these. Yeah. Not taking these. I might just leave this. I might just ignore this. Because um, obviously he was suicidal when I was young, and um, and uh, and I just got I got through it, I just got through it. I found magic, and did you that. You did instead. the work, love. And then I came out of the closet, and that helped lots. And that did that did the that job. Did the job. That did the job. That did the job. And the people who were cunts fucked off, and the people who were lovely stayed. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's the problem. So I think, yeah, I think there's an element of you know if you're going to peddle an idea or peddle a thought you need to be accountable mm. for that even with so going back to what i was saying about cancel culture and things like that i had an experience a couple of years was it a year ago i think it was a couple of years ago 2022 this happened there was an influencer that came under fire and there was another person within the community uh, they don't listen to us anymore i put them off <laughs> <laughs> oh i remember this yes oh i can't wait um, i love it there was uh someone else who again I, they shall remain nameless they were putting up loads of things on their Instagram story about, oh, don't follow this person. They're a sexual predator. Don't follow this oh, one. They're yeah. abusive. They're yes. coercive. They're transphobic, blah, blah, blah. And I sat there and I thought, I haven't seen or heard any of this. Like, And I follow both these people. Yeah. And, I, and, I, you know, and I thought, no. So I messaged the person who was putting all this information out. And I said, can you, would you mind just going into detail, please? Because like, I also follow this person. And obviously, if what you're saying is true, then... I don't want to. What you're saying is more than just an opinion. I need to know. Yeah, so I need that to I can... know this. So uh, they replied with, you know, oh, they're transphobic. You know, blah blah blah. They've, yeah, they've no, said we need this, receipts. Done that. And I said, yeah. And I said, oh, can you, can you direct me to the the evidence? The yeah, to the the um, the posts or the sound files or whatever or the TikToks where they've been transphobic. Oh well, it's very it's very obscure and it's kind of it's well hidden. I'm like, right. Oh fuck off. Yeah. And then it was, oh, and they're also, they're very coercive. Well, can you show me that? No. Okay. Oh, by the way, they, they've since deleted their TikTok account. Very convenient. Yes, it is convenient that you're saying all this stuff, but apparently they've deleted all the evidence. Mm, okay. Um, convenient so or then, you've bullied them. Well, Sorry. so then I said, uh, I was like, okay. And then they were like, and they're, they're sexu sexually abusive as well. You know, they're, they're coercive and abusive. I was like, oh, right. Okay. Do you have any evidence? Well, none that I can share. Okay. And then they turned around to me and they said, why are you being like this? And I said, what, like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, I've told you this about this person and you're, you're trying to defend them. And it's like, no, 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 no. no. We're holding you accountable yeah. because you're trying to hold somebody else accountable. Yeah. You're trying to smear someone's name online. That's fine if they've done these things. But at the moment, I've asked you 
rational, legitimate questions and you have provided zero proof of yeah. any of it. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not being argumentative. I'm just being discerning. Yes. And at the moment, you're lacking. And this other person, they're putting up posts saying, lots of people are saying this stuff about me. I just want you to know that um, I harbour no grudges. I'm really sorry this is being said about me. However, you know, I'm going silent for a few days. I just want to be away from it all, blah, blah, blah. Fine. They were being very dignified, very respectful. I <clears throat> I unfollowed both of them for a period of time because I thought, I just until I make my mind up, I don't want to be exposed to, mm. you know, whatever. So but anyway, so I carried on talking to this person and and they were like, well, why are you, why are you being argumentative about this? I've, I've told you this has happened. And you're and by the way, you know, you, you follow people who also think the same way I do. And? So what? Yeah. And they're like, and you're in a discord with them. That means nothing. Just because I follow people and I may be in a discord with them. Can we just agree? Social media is not real life. Yeah. Like, it means nothing. And what I should just follow an opinion because yeah, no. other people do. Is, no. that, do you know what I mean? That's just dumb. Yeah. So I tried to hold them accountable to what they were saying and they couldn't provide any evidence. And then they then they said, wow, I used to listen to your podcast. I used to think you guys were great. Now I don't think so. And it was like, OK. Sorry about it. I'm sorry. Here's the world's tiniest violin playing the, playing the world's saddest song oh, chest it for was a year. Just, it was just ridiculous. And then, I mean, I had a mini freak out at that point because I thought, well, this person is big on cancel culture. Oh, yeah, you big got it. You got, got in and touch I was with me then, then concerned and you were just like, oh, my God, that, like, what's happening? That shit would then turn on us. We were going to get cancelled because I tried to get this person to, like, cash in their receipts. They showed me one conversation with one of the quote-unquote victims and it was along the lines of... Um, he was being really nice and I was being really nice with him. And then he, he started to get flirty and I felt uncomfortable, but I didn't say anything. Well, that's on you then. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not going to sit there and say, I'm really sorry, but like, you're a nice person, but this is a boundary. I don't yeah, want to cross. You didn't hold them accountable. So then you got scared. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not no, their fault. No. That's your fault. No. And just, just one other thing. I just, so this goes back to... This goes back but to something else magical. That, right? that conversation then meant apparently this other person was coercive, manipulative and a sex pest. And it's like, not at all. Yeah. I so, think there's... But yeah, but that was another that was another another interaction where trying to hold someone who's quite popular on, on Instagram and quite a well-known um, witch influencer, um, unable to accept accountability and to actually... Yeah, rationally and I think, talk about their opinion. I think there's an element. There's there's elements of accountability within the craft. You know, there's this this whole the threefold law, the do no harm, um, things like that. You know, and to some degree, I completely get it. You know, you don't teach a child when they're starting out at the beginning that if you don't get caught for murdering that person, you get away with it you teach them accountability because it teaches them to be socially, you know, respectful. And within magic, there's the same sort of thing. So you get taught the threefold law and it's not until you get later on that you realise actually it's, it's not really a thing. It's yeah. just there to stop you from overstretching at the beginning and causing more pain yeah. or more hurt than you're able to deal with. Um, because <laughs> if at the beginning you summon something before you learn how to banish it, how do you get rid of the thing that you've summoned? So, you know, there's this this level of accountability taught within the beginning <clears throat> that that doesn't get understood, you know, and um, I forgot where I was going. 
Okay. <laughs> you were talking about that, and I was gonna, I was swinging it around to magic as well. Oh yeah. So, so, you know, you've got to kind of realize that not only have you got to be accountable for your actions, but you've got to hold other people accountable. And if you're doing something, like I mean, this person reminds me as if that um, makes me think if somebody said something about you, I wouldn't dismiss it, but I'd ask for some sort of like, because I know you, you know, they, they can't assume that then I would change my opinion. It would just be daft, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you can't just turn around to somebody and go, um, Christianity's wrong. Okay. Well, that's nice. Why? Why is it wrong? Well, no, no, you just have to believe me. I've told you this thing because I've got, I've got an experience that it's wrong. And so you know three other you, people that believe. The I know three hundred people, three other people who believe that <clears throat> Christianity is wrong. So you need to stop it because you could turn around and go, "Well, I believe Druidry is wrong," and I know three other people who believe Druidry is wrong. You probably know more. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the entire congregation. <laughs> um, and you need to listen because we outnumber you. But that's not the point. Yeah, that's not the point um, because that's not accountable for your actions that's not being accountable for your actions it's also not being accountable when you're holding somebody else to account it still has to be accountable i think it's it's all right to have like i have my opinions i have my opinions and they're mine and this kind of follows on with uh, the first person i mentioned like in that regard we're the same Mm. they have their opinions i have my opinions Mm. i don't force my opinions down other people's throats and I, if people have an issue, like my dick, <laughs> I knew that's what your mind. That's my brain ran. Yeah. I don't um, shove it down people's throats. Like my dick, like my dick. Um, much like them, I, you know, they're my opinions, and that's fine. And yes, I'm sharing my opinions here on what I think, but. If someone disagrees, like that's absolutely fine. That's fucking and you're brilliant. Welcome to it. I don't. My fine. my opinion on that is different to theirs. Theirs was, well, fuck you. I don't care what you have to say. I don't need you to validate my practice. This has nothing to do with validating. That's nothing to do with that. And you're being held accountable that. to things you're saying. <clears throat> yeah, because words words have power. They do. Power. They do. Like uh, us, for example. I'm pro curse. Yes, I am pro curse. I used to be. You used to be. You're not now. Give it three years when I'm a warlock. When you're a warlock, then maybe you will be again. But, like, for example, I'm pro-cursed. And people often, when they challenge that, they try to challenge it by saying, we need to be accountable for it. And I'm like, I am accountable for it. Hmm. Because the only reason I would curse somebody is if I've exhausted all the other options. Yeah. There are no other options. I need to remove this person in whatever way cap- I'm capable of doing because everything else hasn't worked. So, so far, I've been completely accountable. Yeah. You still think it's wrong? Fine. I don't really care. But I'm not going to invalidate your opinion. That's what you think. I'm still going to carry it on. Yeah. A lot of this, I think a lot of this comes down to ego, doesn't it? I mean, a lot of the people that, especially online influencers that I've had interactions with that have issues with being held accountable for things, that then kind of clutch their pearls and act as if I've just struck them in the face. Um with my dick. <laughs> um, is this this kind of egocentric view of um, you don't have the right to challenge my authority? Everyone has the right to challenge everyone's authority. Yeah. No one is above that. No. At all. No. no one is above that. None of us are above being challenged. Absolutely not. I not welcome it. I love a good debate. Yes. Yeah, I love a good debate. And I don't even care if by the end of it I'm wrong because it genuinely gives me 
it's annoying is I'm repeating the same words as the person I had an issue with is saying about like, I love being challenged, I get to learn new things. It's true, I love being challenged and I do love having a good solid debate, something I can sink my teeth into. Um, if it's a good, concise, argue, not even an argument, a debate about this is my opinion, that's your opinion, I welcome you to challenge my opinion because I may learn something or it gives me an opportunity to grow or at the very least allow my opinion to evolve in a way that either opens it up to more perspectives or solidifies what I already believed. It's healthy and it's good. Um, the issue is I don't say that but mean something else. I genuinely say that. I mean it. Okay. So, yeah. And I, I think going back to um, if I talk about my cursing point. Yes. Um, you've held me accountable to that. Wayne has held me accountable to that. Mm. You know, many times he's turned around and said, well, you shouldn't do that sort of thing. Da, 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 da. What about this? What about that? What about that person? And I'm just like, yeah, great, fine. You know, and there's always a caveat. Like, I'd, I'd never cause anything to... Oh, Say that, you know, I don't feel good about what I've done ever. You know, the way I see it is that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I'm being charged by a dangerous animal. I'm going to fucking kick its head in. <laughs> I've got two choices. Either I let it eat me or I kill it first. Yeah. Do I have to feel good about killing the animal? No. Did I survive? Yes. Was it a choice between surviving and dying? Yes. And is that the same when I resort to curses? Yes. Am I, should I be held accountable to it? Yes. Am I going to bitch and moan that I'm being held accountable to it? No. Yeah. Is, is that like, somebody did threaten Wayne once. Um, and I made a very, very serious, um, point to him. And I said, I know where this person lives. If anything does happen to you, please let the family know that if anything does happen to you and I, find you in a hospital hurt in any way shape or form i will hold on to his windpipe until he stops wriggling and i will walk home <coughs> nice and that was it i said this person who threatened wayne is is hated is abusive has abused does terrible things in the community and i said I actually have will have no remorse and will happily be held accountable for my actions. But as far as I'm concerned, him hurting you is the tipping point. Mm -hmm. I will act. So either he is removed from the situation so that he can't hurt you or you're removed from the situation so he can't hurt you. But you need to make them, him, and make yourself incredibly sure that if anything happens to you, I've, I've, like, if I can curse somebody, I've, I've chased people down in the street who've hurt my sister when I lived back in Rawls when I was a kid and pinned them to the ground and just been like, you, you, you fucked up, mate. Like, this is the end of life. And I was held accountable for that. I got pulled up and, like, the police were involved and everything. Don't care. Absolutely don't care. It was, it was one of those things where I literally turned around and just said, yeah, they did that. And I thought that, this was quite justified. So I acted because none of you did. <laughs> and just gestured wildly to all of the various things and various opportunities that they'd had to stop this from happening to my sister. And it didn't. So I took it and did something. 
it stopped. And I'm like, so what's the problem? There's no lasting damage. The person has stopped. There's been a reminder of this individual that you can't, you can only go so far before you pick on a bigger fish. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, so being held accountable is also somewhere where you should be held accountable for what you're doing and what you're saying. Absolutely. And, you know, it, it, it doesn't, it does, it, it goes into every aspect of your life and even more spiritual life, you know, and in pagan circles, like if I go back to this thing where you can find yourself in a bubble, you need to be able to step out of it to find out whether your community has become insular and effectively a little bit toxic that, that you can actually look from the outside and go, Oh shit, we've appropriated something here. We've spiritually bypassed something here. We've, you know, used something inappropriately and now for example white sage and now it's endangered here you know yeah. and it's like no you need to be held to account and you need to hold yourself accountable for what you are or aren't doing yeah. you know and then when you are held accountable or if you're holding somebody else to account you have to be accountable in the same respect yeah there's um there's something that i try and remember i don't i fail often but I do try and hold it in my mind. And it's, uh, I think it's, I could be completely wrong here. I'll have to check my sources later. I think it's Socrates. But there's a thing about a Greek philosopher. Someone comes running up to him, one of his students, and says, oh, someone's just said something about you. Oh, yes. And he stops him and he says, have you considered that? I think it's like the three truths or something like that. And yes. Like, oh, what do you mean? And I think it's, um, is what you're about to say true? Yeah. Can you 100% guarantee that what you're about to say is accurate? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, I can't remember what the other one was. Um, it's is is the thing that you're telling me true? Yeah. Does the thing that you're telling me um, bring value yeah. to us in this instant instance? Yeah. And uh, does the thing that benefit. you're telling me benefit the other person either? Yeah. In you telling me, and if it doesn't match, and if it doesn't, if it's anything. no for any of them, you shouldn't do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, and gossip is one of those terrible things. Like. Fair, fine. I like a bit of gossip every now and again. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like a bit of gossip? But it's one of those things. Are you telling me the truth? Um, in which case, fine, fair enough. Tell me the truth. If the truth needs to be outed, the truth needs to be outed. Um, however, if you're only telling me that somebody's just said something horrible about me, I didn't. I don't need to know. This was something I said about Ema when she shared that homophobic comment, and I oh, did yeah. that thing. I that was a moment where she should have applied this. Yeah. Did she have to tell me? Did it bring any value to our interaction? Does it bring any value to that person with yeah. me knowing? And it was no, I don't, it, no. Yeah. So it didn't need to be shared. That's the first criteria. It was true. But it was true. Two, it but the other two, it, it didn't, yeah. it didn't provide any value or no. stock or importance. No. All it did was provide upset because I came away from it. And that was the only thing I could think about Yeah. was that homophobic comment. And actually it was a wonderful interview. You know, had a really lovely time. There were some lovely questions, some lovely things said, some lovely opportunities to get stuff out. But, you know, but again, it's like, where's the accountability? Mm. You know, I don't know if Ema now knows that that happened, that that resulted in my upset. I don't really know if she cares. I don't care if she cares, to be quite honest. It doesn't really matter to me. But um, there's, it's that level of accountability, isn't it? Yeah. You need to be accountable for what you say and what you do. Absolutely. At the point of when you say and do it. And... Absolutely. You know, you need to know that what you're doing serves a greater purpose than yourself. Yeah. And if it only serves yourself, you need to be willing to 
be held accountable yeah when that comes into fruition and it comes to a point where you are then put in a position where you're just like uh okay don't don't hide from it like this person that you challenged who whose response was well my practice is blasphemy and it's like but but is it though yeah or is it just you being a bit of a dick by saying it was blasphemy though because the thing is anybody who was practicing um folk catholicism or folk catholic or folk um christian beliefs or those people who practiced folk magic back in the day and those people who had the folkloric devil you know all of that oh i can't stand it lived a life where the only religion because there wasn't any archaeology the only history was recent it wasn't like we have now there wasn't an education system like we have now so everything they had spiritual was within a christian context so all of their magic was christian yeah all of their witchcraft was christian because they were still cursing people but they still believed in heaven and still believed in, in god a prime example of people who still kind of work like that and only know that through my other half and because he's a funeral director are romany gypsies they're all catholic they're all christian are they the best Christians? Probably not. Does it matter? No. Yeah. You know, do they curse people? Yes. Do they read tea leaves? Yes. Do they do tarot cards? Yes. Is it within a Christian context? Yes. You know, and that's what it would have been then. There'd have been no, well, it's blasphemy because it's blasphemy. No, 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 no. That curse works because God empowered that curse. Not, you know, so for somebody to then turn around in modern day and go, well, it's folk Catholicism, you know, folk Christian magic. Um, and it's, so it's blasphemy anyway. It's like, yeah, but you kind of have to know about what you're talking about because you're, you're harking back <clears throat> to a historical point of view. Yeah, technically, I mean, if we look at it, there's when people use the term folk Catholic, there's no such thing. It's just Catholic. It's just, there is just Catholic. Yeah. It's just <clears throat> whether you're going for a more kind of harsh, hardcore, church streamlined version of a catholic or if you're using the charms that that religion has held within a small group of people that's yeah. what kind of makes it folk catholic yeah. it's the more kind of yeah the more kind of people people-based church yeah. rather than churchy church <clears throat> but yeah absolutely like there's yeah there's definitely room for more accountability within pagan circles, I think. Yeah, and like with within the self. I mean, or within any circle. Within but, any circle, and like, you know. I get it. Pagans, you spend you you lot you lot oh you great but, big group you. But you do you spend such a such a large amount of time, and I mean I've done it when I was pagan. We all do when you spend all this time about self sovereignty. I am, you know, everyone wants to be powerful. Everyone wants to be strong. So yeah. a large part of that is, you know, um. You can't doubt yourself. You can. I think it's important to question and quiz and did that work and blah, blah, blah from a scientific point of view when you're building your craft. But yeah. at some point, <clears throat> self-doubt just causes more damage. It's and like what, the what, dark night of the soul. It really, yeah. It, yeah there can be times where... They're saying June fear is the mind killer. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I get it, but it's important to hold yourself accountable in what you do and how you say and also to challenge your opinions on things. So you going back to cursing. I remember when when I was part of Northampton Pagans and you and I went through that little phase of putting all these like awkward questions up to really challenge people. And we were talking about curses and I found it 
amazing and quite hysterical that people thought binding wasn't a curse. The fact that you're able to manipulate a person and mentally mm. bind them from any kind of inaction, taking away that person's consent, and yet you're not considering it malefic. And it's like, well, it is. Yeah, you're and then there was restricting that person, somebody's free will. Was, but there was a person saying, I just surround them in a bubble and I trap their, their darkness and their all their kind of bad energy inside this bubble so it can't affect me or anyone else and it's like okay so i mean bitch that's rude that's like, really toxic that's like really that's like trapping somebody in a in a cell with all of their nightmares yeah horrible and i was like um, you, you can't appreciate or see how that's actually really bad and they were like well no because you know it's it's not bad it's just binding i'm like it's fucking bad yeah, but it's done with love and light yeah love and light <laughs> love and light honey but it's like when you, you get and i know with... that might trigger some people but it's it's annoying sorry it it's is. my opinion it is it's our opinions um, you can hold us accountable all you like <laughs> but you see it with christians as well like i've seen christian responses don't hate is... the sinner just hate the sin absolutely honey it's the um, same but where people christians will say you know what i don't i don't curse i don't do this you know i don't wish ill things but what do i do i just bless bless everyone around them that's passive aggressive as well. That's very passive aggressive. And like you should hold yourself accountable to that. People who do bindings and freezer spells and whatever because it's you know, it's not it's not evil, it's not it's not malefic, it's horrible, it's harmless, it's just binding, it's just removing. No. You have to be ready. Magic, you have to be ready. Yeah. Magic medals. Yeah. If of you're using it does. magic, you have to truly scrutinize your actions as to why, what, and how, and really like step back. And it's not just well, this fluffy book on Wicca said I can do this, so I will. It's this book said I can do this, but why am I really doing this? And actually analyse what you're doing and how you're doing it and try and think about it from an abstract point of view and look at, try and look at what you're doing through another lens and ask yourself the important questions. I've mm. cursed people in the past. I'm not proud of it, but I did it. Um, and it fucking worked. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. But I effectively ruined a man's life. So... I mean, he was a cheating asshole, and he broke the heart of one of my colleagues, and she did ask me to do it, and I used yeah. her pain and rage to fuel it. So, you know. yeah. but <clears throat> it ruined his life. Um, it does make me wonder. Did you ever think sometimes about? <laughs> I do every now and again. I do think. I wonder if she's got a sight pack. <laughs> Just like every now oh, and again. Oh, that lady. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Do you ever sit there and wonder? Mm, I wonder what they're doing now. Oh well. Well, I get updates from my work colleagues. <laughs> so you know. <laughs> well, I know. I put a caveat on my curse. So I, I, he was cursed for a year. Unless, oh, okay. Unless uh, his mistress and him uh, broke up properly and apologised. Um, it was, was horrible it. what she went through, wasn't yeah. it? I, so, I don't um, get all the details, but, but, but I they get the didn't. gist of they awful. didn't do that so no. it lasted the full year and at the end of the year that was it gone yeah. so anything that's happened after that i i am relinquished from but i bear the consequences on my shoulders and on my soul of what i did i have i have no um, soul what no soul um well yes no ah, no no <laughs> no that's the bit of you that's made up isn't it yeah yes that's the bit of you. <laughs> um no, I've I've a uh, sacrament of reconciliation. I've I have confessed. Have you? Yeah, I've confessed Mom. to that. Um, so technically, I am forgiven. But just because I am forgiven in the eyes of uh, the big man upstairs, 
doesn't mean that I should immediately be like, well, that's fine. I can just drop the ball on that one. I still carry it with me. I hold myself accountable for that because those were my actions. I did that and it affected a person's life. Yeah, you can't learn from it if you forget it. Absolutely. Magic medals. So anything you say, anything you do within a magical context or anything in life that affects another human being other than yourself, you should immediately analyse it, look at it. So one of the reasons I don't do healing magic, like people throw around healing magic like it's just candy and um <laughs> i remember a friend of mine um i say friend i still think he's a friend uh christopher hughes we went to anglesey <laughs> i say he's a friend i haven't seen him in a really long time that. friend mm, yeah i've not seen him in a long time um and uh, i've not spoken to him in ages he's very busy very very busy now he's very very like engaged in lots and lots of things and um you know but I have met him frequently, had long chats with him, got very, very drunk on vodka and spent the best part of three or four days hanging out with him, with Wayne and the family. So so we got quite friendly and we talked a lot and then all the rest of it. Anyway, so, and I'd still consider him a friend. And um, we, uh, I can't remember I'm what glad you about healing magic. Sorry, sorry, sorry. A long way, but we'll get there. Okay. Um, we were talking about um, a ruin and there's a healing well, right? Healing spring. Mm. They're all fucking healing springs. And um, he said that uh, he went there one day. He said he gets really, really annoyed with people hogging the water because he got there and he was going to just get some water for a spell, um, for a healing spell for somebody who had cancer. And uh, I think it was cancer or something anyway. And he said uh, he um, went to the water and there was some people there and he was just like, well, I'll, I'll hang back. He waited half an hour and he was just like, I've had enough of waiting now. I'm going to just go and get some water. And um, they were there, just uh, just sat there, silent, eyes closed. Um, uh, and of course, him going to get the water roused them from their silence. And uh, he said, I'm ever so sorry. And they were like, no, 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 you're absolutely fine. We're just, we're just, you know, soaking up the healing vibes. And he said, oh, are either of you unwell? And they went, no. And he went, what the fuck are you doing then? Yeah, fuck off. And they went, oh, we're just getting the healing. And he went, the fuck for? If there's nothing wrong with you, go do something constructive. Yeah. And he took the water and he went, fucking tourists, and walked off. <laughs> I love that. Right? And I love it. Absolutely love it. Because it was just, it's just like, it's just passed round like candy. Present healing. Yep. Present healing. It's just, just... <laughs> ridiculous yeah you know and, and, and i'm not i'm not being gatekeepy like there's not enough of healing to go around of course there fucking is but like one of the reasons that i don't do healing magic unless it's specifically asked for is because it works and it's like the 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 issue i've had with healing magic is it often works with life-changing results you know and like Often people go, oh, I really want to be healed. And it's like, okay, we'll, 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 get, we'll get you that healing. And then they don't know what to do with their life now that they've got it back. Mm. And, it's, it's, and that's coming from personal experience, just, just personal experience of when I've acted on it and people have then come forward. And then it's all fallen apart and something else, some other dramatic thing has taken the place of the thing that was making their life a misery. Because now that the healing has happened, that's no longer the problem. But now they have an equally different 
equally difficult problem in a different aspect of their life, maintaining the status quo that they kept. Yeah. And I just think, fuck the sake. <clears throat> so I stopped because I thought to myself, there's no accountability here. Yeah. You know, you, you, people say they want something, but do they really? Like, let's let's really work on this. And you know, nine times out of ten, if I'm asked for healing nowadays, that's the question that comes up. I'm like, well, what do you actually need? And then just that conversation is enough to to make a change. And then the changes happen slowly, which are easier to deal with, easier to build accountability and easier to integrate into their life. So then nothing goes wrong to replace the bad thing. Yeah. There's so going off of that, there's we I mentioned it in the last episode, faith. Faith, faith. and trust. Faith yeah. and trust. Oh Lord, honey. Um and it's very boring and it's very annoying and it's very um passive. <laughs> when, oh. you, when you're used to being active and you're used to being able to be like, Ooh, I've got a spell for that. Ooh, I'm gonna do this. A lot of the a lot of the charms that we have within Catholicism is to do with like protection and yeah, there are healing ones and there's prayers for this and prayers for that and so on for this and so on for that. Yes. However, the main the the main thing you should do is faith and trust. Faith and trust. Um and it's amazing actually the times when you actually sit back and uh, like I've got I've got a money jar. <clears throat> I need to redo. I need to rejig my formula for that because the formula that I had was witchy. And you've got a more more Catholic one? Not at the moment, but I'm gonna make one. Okay, that's a good idea. Um, Needs a psalm in it. Needs a psalm. There'll be a saint that I can uh, put in ask it. to intercede. Put you in can it. take his shit off him and go, if you don't give me money, you're not getting your shit back. Yeah. yeah brilliant. I don't saint punish I don't saint punish You don't saint punish I don't. Oh. Why would I do that? That's just a horrible thing. They to might do. hold you accountable to doing it. They may do. That's rude. Yes. Um, <laughs> where was I going with this? I don't know. Money jar. Money jar. Oh, right. Faith and trust. There we go. Faith, Faith and We're trust. back on trust. We're back Faith on trust. Faith and trust. Faith and trust. Um, but like with that, I found in the past, if uh, I light incense and I feed it and whatever, I'll get like a couple of quid. Mm-hmm. Tips. Whatever. If I don't, and I just say, like, I need some money. Like, she's she's heading towards bad times. I, I could do with some tips. And I just... Trust. Trust in the Lord, honey. Mm. Trust in the Lord. Amen. <coughs> I get... I get... <coughs> I get... I get notes. You get notes? I get notes. Oh, my God. You get given Fives, notes. Fives, tens... I get oh, I miss this. My no, brain just went, like, God gives you notes. He does. Like, by the way, Lyndon, if you do this, Look both you'll, get, you'll get money. You'll you'll get this. You'll get that. You'll get the other. I thought, like, script notes. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> no, look, the good Lord doesn't give me post Stop spending your money on cake, Lyndon. You'll have more money. <laughs> yeah. That sort of note. No. Oh, yeah, no, you no, mean I money, honey I don't notes. get post-its. I get, I get money, honey notes. Yeah. Money, honey notes. Um, I get so much more if I'm just patient and I have faith mm. it's so good and a good an example of this and uh there's uh, a guy in Northampton I don't really know him I don't know him I've seen him I know of him through people at work who know him uh rugby player <clears throat> I believe he used to play for the Saints at one point I used to go to school with one of the Saints did you I did amazing no, it's not. um and um and he retired 
and he was a great guy and lovely, 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 retired. That left a hole in his life. Yeah. And a need that he couldn't fill. And he, unfortunately, he turned to drink mm. and he became a massive alcoholic and he would end up disappearing. And he's got a wife and a baby mm. and he would just disappear for days. And then On a bender. someone would find him. And I remember um, I was doing a client and I work by the window at our, our work and he came up and it was 10 o'clock in the morning and he was drunk out of his fucking mind. And he like went up against the window and started banging because one of my colleagues is one of his friends and he could see here in the back and he was like pointing at it. He couldn't even see me. I was standing mm. in the window like trying to communicate and he couldn't even see me. And he was like, banging on the window. So I went out to her and I said, I went over to her and I said, you know, my colleague's name, and I said, he's outside, blitzed out of his mind. And she was like, oh, for fuck's sake. So she then called up his wife and said, look, I found him, he's here. Um, I'm going to go. She didn't have a client for a couple of hours. So she says, I'm going to go sit with him, send someone to get him because he'd, he'd disappeared for two days. Mm. Um, and it was a really horrible and really trying time. And, you know, if if we were friends, there's a real urge to do something about that. You know, I can help. I can intercede. I can do this. Mm. Um, but actually, he's gone through that now. He's gone through that crucible. He's faced his addiction. He is such a strong, caring person because of his experience. Yeah. And because he's faced his addiction, he's come out the other end. Um, and it's uh, there's a line in um, the film The Shack, uh, which I love. It's such a great film. Always makes me cry. Mm. where uh, this guy's holding God accountable to this terrible thing that happened to his daughter. And uh, God turns around and says, like, you understand now, like, I don't cause the tragedies, but I can work great good through the tragedies. And it's mm. like, this man, through free will, chose drink to fill that void. Mm. And through that pain and suffering, um, I like to think God was able to work through him. And now he's at a point in his life where he understands that darker side of himself and he's able to now help other people that go through Through accountability. Yeah. Taking accountability for the darker parts of himself. Yeah. But, like, he wouldn't have had that if other people had interfered. If someone had taken it upon themselves to do healing magic or healing charm or whatever. He had to go through it. And what are you robbing that person of? Yeah. You know? And, And don't get me wrong, like, you know, healing somebody of a broken leg is not the same healing as I'm talking about. You know? healing somebody of addiction is is you know one of those things that just it, i mean even healing somebody of a broken leg i i kind of flinch at and i shouldn't but it's yeah i don't know um accountability is like a big thing well you could heal the leg but make it heal badly so that they've got to hobble for the rest of their life that's i mean fine. that's rude is it uh, yes. Because they can walk, but you just, no, you know, they, no, no, it just, no. it's a reminder. No, I know I'm a cunt, <laughs> but I'm not that I bad. healed you. I put your leg on backwards. <laughs> Reminds me at work, they were talking about... Um, I said, Is that what they do at work? No, no, no. Yeah. They had first aid training okay. at work. And um, I walked into the office and said, uh, and there was some shouting. And we all went round and we were like, who the fuck shouting? Because it sounded like angry shouting. That does not happen at work. We're all dare to care. We're dare to care. Right, yeah. and I think somebody did get aggressive with the doll, and they were probably having a laugh. And somebody shouted like proper hollered, and we went looking. Anyway, it wasn't until later I realised it was first aid training in the boardroom across from our office, which would explain why we heard shouting. And um, I went, maybe they were practicing, like if someone's in a coma, you know, that sort of thing. Is that what you do to people in a coma? <laughs> and to which the guy I was talking to went, well, I'd hope if I was in a coma, you'd you'd call you'd you'd call someone you know, that that did more than first aid. And I was like, 
yeah, yeah, because like you know, you you'd need you definitely need a first aider. And he was like, mm, no, I'd, I'd prefer a doctor. And I just looked at him and went, what, why? And he was like, not sure a first aider is going to help me in a coma. And I just looked at him and I was just like, oh, oh, and like the penny dropped. And I was just like, oh, I said something stupid, didn't I? And my boss was sat behind me and she just fucking laughed her tits off. And I was just like, oh, shit, shit, shit. It's just like completely not a first aider or a medical person really in my brain so I just completely fucking choked it was really stupid I was just like oh that's not very clever at all at all so yeah again another reason why I wouldn't do healing magic I don't know what I'm doing I'm just wish you well yeah. bring wish healing well. scent yeah that that's that's enough that's enough that's enough because the, the times I've done major healing it's worked and then it's and then their heart exploded. Mm. Like a potato. Mm. Like a potato in the microwave. Yeah. No, but other things would happen. And I just, or I'd see something. That was the only other thing. Because divination's kind of my shtick. And I'd see see things. And then I'd have to, I've got to be held accountable for what I'm seeing. Yeah. And what I'm doing. Is it like, <clears throat> is it like, there used to be, there was a series ages ago. Which is frustrating. Yeah. There was a series ages ago on, on the telly box. Uh, I can't remember what it was called. I think it was called something like Dead Like Me. Maybe. Um, and it's this girl, she gets killed by a toilet seat falling from space. And oh. she becomes death or a death. And there's yes. loads of them. Yes. And she really struggles with it in the beginning. And there's she's brought to a plane crash. And she has to reap. They look like us, but they have new faces. They're given new bodies. Hmm. Um, and she has to reap a child. That's there, and she can't do it, and she refuses to do it. And the the guy in charge basically says to her, he's like, "Look, this person has had their time. If you don't reap them and you let them live, their soul will rot inside their body until there is nothing left." So in the end, she reaps the child. And oh, I know some people like that. So is that what happens when you heal them? Do I they think just so. Yeah, rot just on, rot the on the inside. Is that what's yeah, wrong? They just rot on. They the inside. look fine, but yeah. there's something really it's wrong. Just shit. Isn't like uh, pet I'm making my sound yeah. like I'm making it sound like I have all this divine power, and yeah. I totally don't. But like pet cemetery. Like Sometimes pet cemetery. dead is better. <laughs> I love the new pet cemetery. Great, isn't it? Fucking love it. Sometimes dead is I better. Just and just. Oh, I got. A, oh no, completely not. I, I, I need to not talk about that. It's unrelated. I was going to talk about Wendigo, but they're not accountable. Wendigos? Wendigos. Wendigos. Oh, actually, are they? They're cannibals. But anyway, they get on well in Catholicism. Yeah, because that's what they are in Pet Cemetery, isn't it? It's the Wendigos. Wendigo spirits that take... Yes. Yeah. They take the place of the people. Yeah, they're, they're Wendigo spirits. So, um, yeah, which is which is really cool. Which are really... Oh, hello, Tommy. Tommy's making noise. Which is really cool. Um, I think I've exhausted my... my Maybe that's what our 2024 should be. What? Putting Wendigos in people. <laughs> I fucking love Wendigo spirits. But is that appropriation? Because it's a Native American thing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So is a Wolkatinga. No, um, a Jackalope. A Jackalope. A Jackalope is appropriation. A Wolkatinga is German. It is. Which is still cultural appropriation. Yes. Because I'm not German. What do we have? Uh, we have we have um, the Hobby Horse. The who? A hobby horse. A hobby like Mary Lloyd. Oh, okay. Yeah? But that's not as fun as a Wendigo. That's not a cannibalistic spirit. Well, no, but in Northamptonshire, it'd be a man on a goat with a goat's, goat's skull. Okay, and it'd make it fun. look like he was riding a ghost goat. So it was a goat's skull. Yeah. And then it would be a skirt around him with his legs 
um, out of straw. Okay. So it looked like he was riding on a ghost goat. Okay. That was the Northamptonshire version. Because there's there's hobby horse people like the Mary Louise, which is the horse yep. head on a stick that clacks and goes for poetry around people's houses in Wales. But there's others in the UK. Yeah. But that's still not a Wendigo spirit that eats people. No, it's not. Um, no, that's the Bergeist, which is like a great big dog that, okay. that so eats people. Mm, no, because it's more of like, um, it's more of a large bear-like animal with a dog snout. It's in Whitby. That's where that myth comes from, the Bergeist, Yorkshire Moors. Yeah. I've got a book on black dog myth. Yes, you have. So I think that might be there. Anyway. Um, that's a shame. Well, we can't do it if it's appropriation. So no, we we'll just use Bergeist. Okay, so we'll put that in people, and then I can exercise it. Yes, you can. In the name of Christ. Oh, that's brilliant! And you can hold the Bergeist accountable for his actions by sending him to hell. I can. There we go. That's there our twenty twenty four organized. So twenty twenty four organized, filling people with mythical creatures and spirits of destruction, and then. What am I doing with my voice? And then um, exercising it. Yeah. Excellent. Just stick it on the treadmill and get rid of it. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks very much. This has been Shove It Up Your Reading. <laughs> shove, shove, up, shove It Up Your Wedding. Shove It Up Your Arwen. And he's at Argos. Um, and yeah, just Google us. You'll find us. We're on lots of platforms, platforms, podcast platforms. I've run out. I've run out. You're I'm done. empty. She's done. done. The She's vessel done. is empty. Thank you very much. See you later. Bye. Bye.